Hi, my name is Aaron Linsdow. I'm a polar explorer and professional adventurer. Today I'm going to show you my initial setup of the Karen GT3 tent, or maybe it's Karen 3 GT tent from Hilleberg. GT tent. I've purchased this tent for my expedition across the Greenland ice cap. As you can see, this thing has literally consumed my entire living room from wall to wall. Yes, we still got the Christmas tree up. And <laughs> I mean, the, this thing is huge. Now, this tent is for three people and it looks massive, but my teammate Terry Williams and I have decided to go with a GT model than regular and then just the regular vestibule style simply because we're going to be cooking and melting snow for hours on end and we wanted a location in which to do that. The vestibule's okay and I know that the tent manufacturer Hilleberg says do not use the stove in the tent but when it's raging 60 mile an hour winds outside you don't really have a choice so there you are don't use your stove in a tent you've been warned. Now this vestibule is really nice. Let me extend my tripod out here and you can see. Oh yeah, check that out. I'll do a much more complete review, but the reason I'm doing this test inside instead of outside, as you can see, maybe it's raining cats and dogs and I don't want to get my brand new tent wet. Now, as I come in here, the vestibule is quite substantial. I can sit in this with my butt on the seat on the floor and I've got oh, six, eight inches above my head. That's really nice. The interior of the tent, it actually has a floating tent design. That's one thing in that's interesting about the Hilleberg tunnel tents is the tent design actually floats inside of the fly. The actual tent, I, I don't know what the technicalities are, but the actual tent is actually the outer shell. And then the living space floats here on these straps all the way down. Now, as you get inside this Karen GT3, it's gonna be a little dark and off colored. The tent is red and yellow, and I am six feet tall. And what I will do is I will lay down, and you can see my feet. I'll put my feet right at the wall here. All right, and then spin around. And I've got, wow, this is actually a lot more space than I thought. I have an entire arm's length before I hit the other wall. There's actually a lot of space. Now, this is going to be for two people, even though three can theoretically fit in here. If I put myself against the tent, there is definitely enough space for three people. It'll be a bit cozy, but I think it would work. But typically when you're doing winter camping whatever your tent rating is you drop that down one just because there's so much gear and other stuff so you can see me here right and then so if i move over one body space into the middle there is almost an arm's length here and of course on the other side just about an arm's length there so actually you could easily put three people inside of this as a mountaineering tent, it'll be a little bit warmer, definitely cozy. You have to have patience. Now let me flip this around and I will show you. Oh, can't flip it around? Oh, shoot. Guess not. Now, 
part of the design of this tent is that it's easy. I could literally put this huge tent, which will probably eat 18 to almost, I don't know, 19 feet of space with the guy lines and everything. I can actually put this tent up by myself in a storm. That's huge. A regular dome tent, if I had to put this up by myself, whoa! But it was very easy to put these poles in here. And the nice thing is Hillebird, they have the pole pockets here, but on the other side of the tent, let me show you that. Flip this through here. I'm super excited to show you this. This pole pocket actually doesn't come out. So you always put the poles in one direction only into the tent. You don't have to do the, oh, the pole popped out. Let me go to the other side, the pole popped out thing. This is the, such a superior design. I think all dome tents just, just have one direction. You always put the poles and it would make it so much easier. Now, in this vestibule, I'll flip this around there. You can see that it has a window here and when you open this window, if I can do this one handed, all right, there we go. It has a screen mesh material as well. So it has a dual window. This will get filled with snow in a dusty snowstorm. The other side is a regular vestibule. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh yeah. And this regular vestibule will extend out quite a ways so you can put extra gear here or anything else. Now, one thing interesting I'll show you on the door system here is that it actually has a quad zipper system. I haven't seen this on too many tents where you have one zipper at the top here but then you have dual zippers that actually allow you to drop the door down like a hatch and then there. The one thing I don't like about tunnel tent designs, and this isn't any knock on Hilleberg or anybody else, is that this strap has to be there. And the reason that strap has to be there is because the tunnel tent relies on tension to stay up rather than just lift like a regular dome or archway tent or anything else. The tunnel tent's fundamental design requires that the system be under tension, so you cannot use this without staking it down. Now, Hilleberg's instruction manual, where did I put it? Oh yeah, right here. Hilleberg's instruction manual states that you could actually put the tent up in a pinch with only four lines. So these are the guy lines, and you can actually use these four lines. The vestibules will be all floppy, it'll be ugly. But you can actually use only four stakes to put this tent together and up. Now, that said, I needed to buy four of these tent, uh, what are they called, uh, snow and sand peg stakes. They're expensive, but I bought the cheap ones. They've broken. I've even broken these in Antarctica or bent them. They didn't actually break. They survived. Uh, and they're big enough to where they can be used for dead man too. So that I'll have to do another video for the dead man design, but that's pretty nice. The basic tent does come with these tiny little stakes and in dirt, it's no big deal. But these stakes here, these Hilleberg tri stakes are very effective and they hold this tent up. Now note, this tent requires up to 22 tent pegs if you full, need to fully stake it out, but a minimum of one, two, 
three, four, five, so 10. You need about 10 pegs to really put this tent out and take full advantage of the vestibule. And that's why this tent comes with a lot of tent pegs, but I had to purchase four of these bags to make that all happen. Now, let me close the door here. And, uh, let me close the door here. Hopefully I'll cut that off. But this design is really slick because you can actually use the door as a hatch. This is pretty slick. All right. You can actually use the door as a hatch and just drop it down. I personally wouldn't go that way simply because now I'm constantly stepping over the fabric and potentially damaging it. And you don't want to damage a very expensive tent. Think four digits. These are not cheap. I got so excited I just had to go crazy filming. There we go. I always use the door style rather than the hatch style. And it has these toggles as well. So depending on how you have your door set, you can put it this way. The door has bungee in it as well. The poles are 10 millimeter extra aluminum and there is enough space to put double poles. If there's a big storm and it's raging, you can actually put double poles in this tent Whereas other tent designs you can't, so if it's 100 mile an hour winds, you can put twice the amount of poles in here. It does add to the cost, it does add to the weight, but having a tent destroyed in a Greenland storm or an Antarctic or Arctic storm, double poles are definitely worthwhile. These guy lines come out quite a ways, depending on how you want to have them designed. As you can see that there, and let me show you the top of the tent. Obviously it's not tension that much, I just am super excited and want to show you this again. And there you go. The center lines that pull out here go way, way out. That's actually how I originally designed and mount the tent is I use both of the center lines to pull the tent out. And that way it gives the tent its basic shape. If it's storming, I would pull out this guy line the center guy line and then the other guy line, get those all staked down and then draw the tent out and get it set up in a storm condition. <laughs> this is going to be my home for uh, almost a week and a half in Yellowstone and then well over a month in Greenland. Super excited about this Karen 3 GT. Uh, it's the same fabric and material as my Namage that I used in Antarctica and that thing stood up to crazy 60 70 mile an hour winds minus 60 degree temperatures. I mean just madness. I have full confidence That this tent will survive. Hopefully it does in Greenland. My name is Aaron Linsdow I am a polar explorer and professional adventure with my new Karen 3 GT tent. Yes Please like and comment on the video and if you found this useful, please subscribe to the channel. I promise I will do a more extensive review once I get into the snow and I'm not uh, getting my tent soaked and getting it mildewy out in Oregon. Thank you very much for watching and go adventure. Mm -hmm.